Welcome, everyone. It's Radio Trivia, podcast edition. In fact, it is episode 90, 97. Wow. Dang, getting up there. Yeah. And um, that's just fine with me because uh, we got Zach on, as, as you may have heard. Hey there. Um, so I apologize for the delays. There's It's been a few weeks since the last episode. Uh, I've had problems uh, scheduling uh, a recording time, but uh, Zach was willing to step in at the last minute after a few cancellations so uh, we could push this along. Uh, we got uh, three listener requests this time. Cool. And um, I think it'll be a good one. It, it kind of came together at the last minute here. Those are the best episodes. Sometimes they are. All right. Well, uh, let's go on to the first game. Let's. Mm. Gothic-y. Uh, Maybe. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is All that right. even a word? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my. Next. Thank you. 
classy. Oh, yes. Energetic. Yeah, that too. Well, you know, 8-bit music, what can I say? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Zach, we got a got a question here. Why don't you read it? I'll do that. So when you enter a boss fight in this game, your energy bar disappears, but something else pops up to uh, denote your energy and the, en- and the boss's energy. Uh, what is it? This music makes me really want to play this game again. What game is that, Zach? This is uh, Batman Return of the Joker for the NES. You know, I've I've heard so many things about Batman just in terms of it's it's really good. It's a Sunsoft game. It is. But I think maybe I've seen one very briefly when I was a kid, but I've never really played it. And uh, and I really don't even know what kind of game it is other than it's like sort of an actiony side scroller. Yeah. So. Can you, can you explain the gameplay just a little bit? Okay, so it's a uh, 
it's I'm not sure what to compare it to. It's, it is a side scroller, and you fight enemies not by punching like in the original Batman game, uh, but by collecting uh, different weapon power-ups, kind of like, um, God, what's that Genesis game everybody loves? Gunstar Heroes? Yeah, that, that one. Kind of like Gunstar Heroes, and picking which weapon you like, and shooting bad guys with that, and then there's a lot of tricky platforming stuff, too. Okay. And it's really, like, it's one of the prettiest games on the system. And there's, it's got, you know, not just nice character animations and big character sprites, it's also got these cool, uh, atmospheric, um, scrolling backgrounds. Like, especially when Batman's outside, the clouds are scrolling, uh, left to right faster than the screen is, but you are, and, uh, the boss battles are freaking epic, and uh, oh man, it's just so good. And there's even uh, Gregel like this uh, uh, horizontal shooter stages because Batman keeps a rocket pack under his cape. Oh yes, of course, of course. Yeah, as we all know. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, um, let's see. So this is this like one of the Sunset's last games, or because this is a sequel? They made, they made the first this, one yeah. too. Yeah, it's this one's based more on the comic books than the first one, right? This one. Yeah, it's not based on the movie at all. Uh, actually, it was released in 1991, so that was that was after the first movie. It was pretty close to the second movie, though. Uh, that's got to be one of the last Sunsoft NES games, then. Yeah. Um, it was released in '91, but um, it sounds pretty cool. I I don't think the first one's even on. Virtual console. No, I imagine not. the fact that it uses the Batman license is a uh, is a oh, yeah. tricky part in all this. Yeah, definitely. That's a shame. The uh, the only thing I don't like about the game is that aside from the Joker, who flies in a who's the last boss and he flies in a Doctor Wily esque spaceship, <laughs> um, none of the bosses are established characters in the Batman series. They're just thugs, or in one case, kind of a computer system that you have to blow up. I'm confused. You say they're they're epic battles, but from no names? Right, from no names. Just just thugs and cyborgs and stuff. I wonder if this game originally had a different license. Uh, I, I do too, now that you mention it. Well, I don't know. Uh, Toss Batman there... in there, increased sales. Well, I, I know there was a game, I thought it was it was um, Journey from Silius, which we, we had on not too long ago, where it was originally going to have the Terminator license, and they had That's to right, pull yeah. that out. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some difficulties with the licensing. I seem to recall the Joker having orange hair in this game, too. Well, what color is his hair normally? Green. Huh. So, okay. you know. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's the NES. It's still a good game. All right. Well, let's go on to the second game we, here. We should answer the trivia question oh, yeah. real quick. Speaking of bosses... Uh, normally you have a health bar, but when you go in to fight a boss, Batman, uh, loses the health bar, gets struck by lightning. What? Yeah. And a huge, uh, number appears. It's like 60,000 or something. 40,000. It's like a scoreboard, um, of points. And it's even, the numbers are even in, uh, like digital, they look like digital clock numbers. So if you take a hit, your number drops a little bit. So it's kind of a race to the bottom of the of the numbers. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a unique way of doing it. Also, before each boss fight, there's kind of a this little Batman icon versus nameless thug icon. They don't even give them names. Oh, that's sad. That is. Still a great game. Maybe it'll be on uh, virtual handheld? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be one of the other one of the other ten games. Uh, you keep wishing. I will. A girl can dream. Well, there you go. Batman Return of the Joker. If you haven't played it, try it out. This is, of course, uh, Rainbows and Lollipops, the video game. See, I'll call Rainbow Bride, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. You got two more songs coming your way. Rainbow Bright. Thank you. 
think that song probably helped people. Oh, yes. Probably should have made that the last song, actually. Ballpark located. Well, here's a question that will probably help you even more. Which two babies make their franchise debut in this game? So way back when you requested this game. I know, as, I know, I know. As did James Charlton and uh, a listener, Peter uh, Jindra, or perhaps that's pronounced Hindra. I'm not oh. sure. So uh, what game is this, Zach? This is Yoshi's Island 2, Boshi's Big Break. Is that, that's not the real subtitle. <laughs> is it? it doesn't have a subtitle. I'm pretty sure this is Yoshi's Island DS. Uh, AK, oh, DS, Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi's yeah. Island 2. Um, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> Boshi's big break. Wow. <laughs> oh, there's a character that hasn't come back. And why? Yeah. Um, I almost 100%ed this game. Really? Even the special stages. The, the one that kept me kept me from doing it was a goddamn skiing stage. So, I really liked Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo, but... And who I, doesn't? I could not get myself to buy this game. Um, oh. I, I demoed this at E3 and the controls just didn't seem right. It seemed like, I don't know, it's too responsive or something, too too twitchy hmm. compared with, with the original. Maybe Yoshi doesn't have as much momentum. See, what I didn't like about it is I didn't think the uh, crayon-based graphical style of Yoshi's Island 1 transferred over to Yoshi's Island DS. Yeah. Everything looked a little more hard-edged in DS. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, it's still a pretty good game. So you weren't were not put by the controls at all? No, not really. I think I was more put off by the having to watch two screens at once, which at the time was kind of new. 
Still is, really. Not too many games use both screens as the play field. So, uh, would you recommend this game then? I mean, I, I, you know, I was sour because of the controls and and because I know Artoon made it, that also made me leery of of actually purchasing this. So, I was really surprised that they developed it, really. So, so you think it's actually a really good game? I think it's, I I do, I do think it's a very worthy follow-up to Yoshi's Island. I think it plays it a little safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the the gimmick in it is that there are four babies. There's baby Mario, mm-hmm. baby Luigi, baby Peach, and baby... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Luigi's not in it. He's got kidnapped again. Yeah. Um, uh, baby Peach, baby Bowser, baby Wario, and mm-hmm. baby Donkey Kong. So there's That's like correct. five so, babies. So my question for you then is, which of those premiered in this game? Well, if he... Are you counting Donkey Kong Jr., though? No, I, I guess it would be Baby Peach and Baby uh, Wario. Uh, no, no, I, I would say it's Baby Donkey Kong and Baby Wario. Baby Peach showed up in Partners in Time. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Partners in Time predated Yoshi's Store Island DS? Pretty sure. Okay, um, okay. That was an early DS game. Yeah, it was. You're right. So it was Partners in Time. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Partners in Time was early because yeah. Yoshi Touch and Go came out at least a year before yeah. uh, Yoshi Island DS. It's not a real game. Yeah, well, y- you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, uh, my. But the gimmick gets a little old because um, once you reach, there are checkpoints in the stage, and once you get past the checkpoint, you can't switch babies anymore. Hmm. So you can't go back. So eventually, to get 100% on all the stages, you really have to point A to point B to point C. you got to know what you're doing. you got to plan it out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because you, you can't backtrack at all, or you just right. can't there change your baby. There are certain points where you can't switch your baby no more. And you need to switch your baby to be able to reach all the yeah. bonuses. Yep. That is kind of lame. That kind of yeah. defeats the purpose. It, it, it makes it a lot harder later on. Mm. Well, it's probably a step in the right direction compared to Yoshi's Story. Oh, which, uh, I like that I, I, I like I like Yoshi's Story, but it's certainly not as good a game as Yoshi's Island. One thing this soundtrack does do is, is have most of the most of the soundtrack is the same theme, which uh, is certainly something that Yoshi's Story did. Yeah. Um, and, and Super Mario World, frankly. Um, but uh, Yoshi's Island had more variety in yeah, the soundtrack. Y- Yoshi's Story, at least, did some weird... Oh, did some weird-ass stuff with yeah, the weird musical <laughs> stuff. The Yoshi rap. <laughs> yes. I think... I think yeah, I think with Yoshi's Island DS, I'd say it's it plays it safe, but it, it but then they kind of go a little too crazy with the gimmick stuff later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try it if you like it. If you like the Yoshi games, I guess. So, so has Baby Wario showed up anywhere else? Because I I know that like in Super Mario Sluggers or Mario Super Sluggers, whatever the healthy name of the game is, <laughs> um, the one for Wii, I'm pretty sure they have all sorts of small characters um, in that game. And same with like the latest Mario Party. I don't know if I've seen him other places. No, he wasn't in Mario Kart Wii, was he? I don't think so. But then again, I didn't. I didn't unlock everyone in Mario Kart Wii. I didn't play very okay. much of that game. So, well, I I would I would say no. And if the answer is yes, somebody will point it out and laugh at us. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I think the closest thing to Baby Wario is how Wario looks when he's shrunken down in Super mm-hmm. Mario Land Two. Yeah. So, 
Some uh, and when they make Yoshi's Island 3DS, they'll have baby Waluigi and baby Peach and and baby Daisy and uh, just pile them on. Baby Baby Kong. <laughs> there. <laughs> baby DK Jr. <laughs> yeah, that that is confusing. Is is Baby Donkey Kong different from DK Jr.? I, yeah, I think so. I I think there's Donkey Kong, which is cranky. There was Donkey Kong Jr., which is then... That's right, you subscribe to that weird thought process that's, that's, there. Yeah, that's what I think it is. But really, it's Nintendo doesn't give a crap. and doesn't, No. doesn't <laughs> seem to care at all about the Donkey Kong lineage. No, no. They, and they, they gave somebody permission to make Candy Kong, so... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Donkey Kong <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> well, you know, I just saw that monkey movie today, and hey, in the future there might be a Candy Kong. Oh, dear. Well, um, we're going to have to go on to the next game. Thank you, Jimmy C., Zach, and Peter Hindra for for that excellent request that's been sitting around for quite a while. Oh. All right. Here we go. Engage.
All right, well, that's song one. Where's the skip forward button? What do you mean? That was so bad. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it was giving me an audio seizure. Wow, I didn't think it was that bad of a song. Okay. Well. So many things happening all at once. Second song, then. <laughs> was considerably more tolerable okay well uh we got a question here for you since mm. you don't know the game oh maybe or do. don't i oh maybe you do this game is themed after which biological phenomenon uh-huh
Zach. Hello, Mike. Yes, do you do you know what game this is? No, but I'd love to give that trivia question a shot. Alright. I'm thinking you start out as a seed and a fruit. That fruit is eaten by an animal, and you spend the game trying to work your way through its digestive tract, and you win the game when you are pooped out and uh, fertilized in the soil, and you grow a new tree, and bam, the cycle starts anew. That would be an interesting game. It would. No, uh, this is EVO, Search for Eden, or maybe it's the Search for Eden, I'm not Mm. sure. It's an early Super Nintendo game uh, published by Enix that it's um, it's ostensibly kind of a side-scrolling action game, I guess, with some uh, RPG elements, but it's it's based on sort of uh, evolution. I've played this game! I, I figured this was up your alley. It's a weird game where basically as you gain evolution points, you can choose to spend them on upgrading various parts of your body or, yes. or changing parts of your body. And, I, and I'm not sure how much liberty you're given in, in terms of, uh, you know, mixing and matching. And I actually think you just get to pick different forms. Well, it looks like you can, like, upgrade your whatever, your horns or your fins or your oh, okay. whatever. And, and so I think maybe there are certain points in the game where you completely just shift paradigms because it's a different era. Yeah, it must be that. But... Um, I remember at one point you're a tiny little sauropod who looks adorable. Is that a small fish? That's a long-necked dinosaur, like Littlefoot. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's this game. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it's weird because there's whatever mythology mixed into it and space aliens or something and by yeah. the end of the game. So it, it, it certainly takes liberties, but it, it goes to the different eras like the, as the Ice Age and, the, and you know, the Jurassic Age and... And so it's it's an interesting concept. It's a very cerebral game in the sense of, of a kind of high concept. I, I don't yeah. know how good the game itself is. I don't remember liking it. I yeah. remember liking the fact that I was walking around as a dinosaur, but that was about it. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot of grinding and um, eating, yeah. so to speak, to, to yeah, there get was delicious a lot of food. <laughs> exactly. Green stars. <laughs> yeah. So you can't, the only way to evolve is to eat other things, damn it. Yep. <laughs> That's how it happens, too. Once yeah. you eat enough, you turn into a dimetrodon. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting concept of a game. Kind of um, interesting that it came along and then Spore, you know, years and years later kind of copied that concept. Yeah. That's true. I was going to say that I'd like to see them try it again, but Spore did do kind of the same basic idea, yeah. Yeah, you upgrade your stuff the more you go. And I suspect Sport did a better job. I, I don't. I've only seen demos of it. I saw. I was there when Spore was revealed. And Spore, Spore is fun for the creature creator. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, uh, I think it was a again a very high concept game that didn't quite meet all the promises. That um, never happens with Maxis games. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, bless them for drawing. Yeah. You yeah. Know. They're pushing the envelope. Indeed. So, yeah, this is published by Enix. I, I think the developer was Almanac? Almanac. Almanac, as in A-L-M-A-N-I-C. Huh. But uh, I'm not sure they made anything else that made it over to America. So Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe it'll be on the virtual console. Maybe. I, you know, it is kind of one of these offbeat Enix games and... And so it's sort of in the same bin as Act Razor, uh, yeah. in my opinion. But nothing 
Wii Virtual Console seems to be happening no. these days. No. In fact, nothing 3DS Virtual Console seems to be happening no. these days. It's no. like they announced the Ambassador Program and said, okay, well, we better wait to do anything else Virtual Console-wise because no one will buy anything if we release it now. God God knows why they didn't release something. You know, uh, 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 Sklen said this on the last newscast. He said he was going to be pissed, and I share his uh, pissedness that if they don't release something awesome on the virtual console for 3DS on the day, the, you know, the week the price drops, that's going to be pretty bad. And yeah. uh, it is. And they've also failed to release Metroid 2 on Samus's 25th birthday. So good job, Nintendo. I'm not sure Nintendo's keeping track of that. They're too focused on the Zelda anniversary, I think. Oh, and the uh, orchestra is going around uh, the country. God knows why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before we move on to the next game here, I, I should mention that this was requested by Ski Dragon. So, if uh, if you have some thoughts in, on this game, Ski Dragon, please share them in the forums because um, clearly Zach Zach loves the idea but hated the game itself. So, I, I <laughs> did, you, did we answer the trivia question? Evolution. That's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry. It's evolution, baby. Also, uh, Ski Dragon, if EVO stands for something, I'd like to know. <laughs> So please, please let me know in the forums. All right. Here's the next game. A request okay. from Shaman. Oh.
Kind of an ominous song there. Yeah, I like that. Very moody. had an idea but after that second song that idea is dead yeah this is a game that actually i'm ashamed to say i didn't even know existed until it was requested but mm. it's yeah oh well <laughs> um here's your bonus question what three-word latin phrase serves to trigger the protagonist's innate power
Wow. Whatever game this is, it must be pretty epic. I don't know. Oh, yeah? I, I really... It's, I must have really flown under the radar for Sega marketing or whatever, because literally, this came out in January 2010, and I... Granted, I'm not following the industry as well as I used to, but... Yeah, this is Sands of Destruction for the DS. Never heard which, of it. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's also known as like World Destruction in Japan. It's a DS RPG with uh, decent production values. Um, and uh, I, I don't understand the, the, the battle mechanics. Trail. I think it's a turn-based RPG, kind of standard fare. The, the basic premise is that... Uh, that the world is controlled by ferals, which are basically furries, and yeah. uh, and the humans are like their slaves or something, or at least are second-class citizens. And instead of just trying to rise up and, and fight the you know their oppressors, as would be logical, the premise is that the team is is res- that the humans that are revolting are decided they're going to try to destroy the entire world. Oh well, um, yeah, because that makes sense. It does. Um, if you can't beat them, beat everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I guess the main character is sort of a mild-mannered, generic anime type. That if you say "acta es fabula," which is I guess Latin for something along the lines of "the play's over," please applaud. Um, he whatever he unleashes like whatever massive destruction. And, Super um, attack! So, so I, I, I suspect that this game's a little pretentious while also being generic <laughs> j- Japanese anime. Um, fair. Um, apparently, they were attempting to launch this into a, a whole franchise, as everyone does in Japan. So of there was a there was one season of an anime, and that I think has actually come over to North America, um, at least the DVD. Um, I'm sure the collectible card game is coming. Yeah, but I I, I don't think it took off. Um, I, I certainly haven't heard anything about it. Um, you know, sadly, this request was the first time I had heard about the game. Um, I, I'm sure Shaman has under, wonderful things to say about it. It's, it's got kind of lukewarm reviews and reception. Um, the soundtrack's good. I mean, it, it's uh, Mitsuda and his friends. So, um, I mean, it, he, he does a lot of games these days. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a gun for hire. But... Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this game. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I tried to do a little research, but I I, uh, I guess I failed on this one. <laughs> the, the premise uh, just sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go into the last game here. And, All right. Uh, this one is... It's a request from me, I guess. <laughs> With the target audience in mind. That's, that's your hint. Uh-oh.
fairly energetic and upbeat there. This is one of those times where I'm on radio trivia and you pick a game that, God damn it, I should know this, and yet I don't. You got two more songs, Zach. All right. Or now, Zach? No, I'm a little unsure. Well, um, this question might help you. All right. How did you become best friends with the various characters in this game? Oh, yeah.
All right, Zach. Oh, yes. It's one of my favorite games on the system. My Wii still worked. I'd play it right after this. It is Poke Park Wii Pikachu's Big Adventure. Is it Big Adventure or just Pikachu's Adventure? It might just be Pikachu's Adventure. I mean, it's like Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Or right. Big... <laughs> it does seem like a, a rather appealing game for anyone who, who's a fan of Pokemon. It, it has very impressive visuals. Yes. Um, it has a lot of Pokemon from spanning the entire series of, of the five through black and white, yeah. Or till yeah. black and white. Yeah. Which is fine with me because I don't like the black and white Pokemon. Well, um, now is this a, a, a follow-on to like all like the stuff for the GameCube? Where I mean, is it the same team as far as you can tell, or, or does it seem pretty fresh? It seems pretty fresh to me. The visuals are all pretty fresh. The concept is very different. Yeah. And let me tell you what the concept is. You're Pikachu, see? And you run around these environments making friends with the other Pokemon that you run into. And some of them you make friends with by playing a mini-game. Now, you play little games with all of them, but some of them it's like, you know, swing the Wii Remote or something, or press A as fast as you can, crap like that. But it's so... I mean, the game is for eight-year-olds, yeah. but I love it so much. It's so it, it, relaxing. It, well, it has a very, actually, has a very uh, appealing visual style. I mean, it does very it, colorful. Just, yeah, very colorful. Uh, the, the Pokemon seem to have a lot of colorful expressions. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, real nice animations and character models. Yeah, compared with like the crap they were recycling for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, before then, so you you would think they'd want to reuse all those assets in, in another game on the console form but, uh, but it's, so, it's so silly because you'll walk up to like a, a, a Growlithe mm-hmm. and he'll say oh hi let's be friends but first you have to beat me in a race so he starts <laughs> running off Yeah, he starts running off and it says 3, 2, 1, go and you have to just knock him out you just have to do a little dash move until you run into him and he gets knocked back and he's like that was awesome. Let's be friends. Okay. And, so that's uh, seamless. It's like within the environment. It isn't like a trance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And then. Uh, so it's like then, one big town that you're exploring, basically. Yeah. Although there are different. Park. Yeah. There are different uh, environments within the park that you can travel to via Drift Loon. And, uh, and the, the best thing is, Mike, you can become best friends with all the Pokemon. Oh. By, by playing with them a second time. Yeah. Well, that's the answer to the question. Um, you know, one thing I've always been very impressed uh, with uh, regarding the kind of the console spin-off Pokemon games is the soundtracks. Um, they all yeah. seem to have pretty solid soundtracks, even when the game itself is, is kind of weak. I mean, I don't think they have real orchestras, but they usually use really high-quality synth and mm. very uh, intricate um, orchestrations. You know, even yeah. going back to, like, N64... Even the N64 Pokemon Stadium games had really good soundtracks. Yeah. Um, and what I don't understand is why it took so long for Nintendo to kind of take that that approach, so to speak, with maybe the more mainline games. Yeah. Ter- at least for, yeah, that you know, is like, weird. For Mario, you know, on, on the Wii, they introduced orchestrated music and, and higher quality synth. And didn't um, didn't didn't 
Was it Miyamoto? Didn't he fight that tooth and nail, too? I don't know if it was Miyamoto or if it was Koji Kondo. Somebody um, didn't like it, yeah. Yeah, so, someone really likes their, their kind of hokey midi and, and was under the, in my opinion, somewhat false pretense that that was required to <laughs> be able to, to have more dynamic music. Right. Um, when really it's more of an issue of improving your tech. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how much they've adopted that for Zelda. I'm curious to see uh, if the fidelity is significantly better. It was really hard for me to tell in, in the E3 demo. But, well, did um, you hear? Did you hear they uh, they figured out a workaround to making the characters actually talk? Uh, everyone's going to use sign language. Is that what they're doing? So everyone will be talking, but not with voice. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I can I can see them doing that kind of. Well, they, they just do text. They're not going to do. They're not going to change that. <laughs> there you go. Everyone has a cell phone. Yeah, everyone's going to be texting each other. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> That would be pretty funny, way of getting around voice acting. Link, Link whips out like a little beetle-shaped cell phone when he's in front of Zelda and starts texting her. <laughs> that would be funny. But um, that means that the entire script would be all like, like, how are you with a you? Emoticons. <laughs> K, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You should, if you haven't played Poke Park Wii, you should try it. At least give it a shot, because it's, it's a really relaxing game, and you can ask my wife when I got the review copy. I couldn't put it down. Well, it certainly seems like a good one for a family. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. And none of it is hard. There's there's nothing hard about it. That's, that's good. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, you can check out Zach on the newscast. You want to pimp that a little bit? Oh, sure. We just did a... A newscast on Tuesday night. It just came out Saturday the 19th, um, where we talk about a lot of stuff, but then we get to the meat of it, which is Metroid and our experiences with Metroid and how much we love it, because, hey, Nintendo, did you know Metroid's 25 this month? Apparently not. I didn't know that either. Um, (laughs) Now, is this the Japanese anniversary, or is this the North American anniversary? That's a good question. So before before you slight Nintendo of America for not releasing Metroid 2, um, perhaps it's <laughs> not their North American anniversary. Maybe. Well, they're too busy with, like I said, Zelda. Zelda, uh, yeah. Which is a shame, but I understand it's Metroid is not as, you know, as popular. No, at least over there. Well, I don't think it's as well-known in general as Zelda. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, they're more regular than this podcast, so if you're <laughs> sick of waiting around listening to from the next radio trivia, check out the newscast. It's a fun group. Yeah, it's good. And, and of course, check out uh, RFN, too, which you probably already do. Uh, and I did want to mention we do have an opening on, this, on the site for, uh, for web design. If you want to be a programmer for the website, uh, fill out the application and uh, shoot it our way, because we are looking for someone to help us out. So, um, yeah. You know you want to. And with that, thank you, Zach, for uh, coming on the show in, in uh, short notice. It was always a pleasure. And uh, hopefully we got enough dinosaur and Pokemon references in <laughs> this week, because uh, that's what you love. And uh, <laughs> uh, especially those dinosaur Pokemon. Those, those are the best. Yeah, best man. of both worlds. Tropius, and it's really cool seeing them in Poke Park. <laughs> 
I prefer Mr. Mime. <laughs> not, not really. I do not. I, I am not a fan of Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Batman, Return of the Joker is copyright 1991 Sunsoft. Yoshi's Island DS is copyright 2006 Nintendo. EVO, Search for Eden, is copyright 1993 NX Almanac. Sands of Destruction is copyright 2008-2010 Sega Image Epoch. Poké Park Wii, Pikachu's Venture, is copyright 2011 Nintendo Creatures Inc. Game Freak. <laughs>